Gentlemen, welcome back to another brand new episode of the EPL Boys. You're home to everything English Premier League soccer and a little bit more. My name is Matt, as always, joined with my best friend through the internet, JD. JD, the weekend has come and passed, and let me just be the first to say this is why the Premier League is the best league in the world. Because if you want chaos, anarchy, just completely like you've been seeing the memes about how all these sports in the United States are scripted and stuff like that. Ain't no way. Ain't no way that's happening over here because you couldn't write some of the scripts that happened this last weekend in the premier league. But JD, we survived it. We're on the other end. Um, I'll be honest, JD coming out of the weekend, not a great result for you guys. How we feeling? Like how we, how we getting out of this? Um, I feel no differently than I did going into it because I predicted that Liverpool would lose. Um, three nothing is not what I predicted, but you know the, the sentiment um, is the same. Ooh, ooh. Um, two nothing. The the score was only two nothing. Uh, Jurgen Klopp did in the press conference say that Wolves' last goal doesn't count because it was their only offensive possession of the half, so it's two nothing. You so. know that's a fair point of view. He's just angry yep. at at, yeah. at his own team. Um, yeah. and he's venting, you know, I didn't, uh, I just, actually, I didn't, I didn't, I, I actually didn't finish the game. I stopped, I mean, I stopped watching after three, nothing, not because of the result, but because I actually had to be somewhere. Um, I actually was surprised I got to watch the second half in general. Um, because Matt, you're continuing to piss me off by not showing up to things that you say you're going to show up to. And guess how not cold it was. Very not cold. You're right. In my very warm house watching endless Premier League action, I was quite warm Matt. this weekend. Okay. So, if anybody's curious, I was supposed to see Matt this weekend in Philadelphia for an all-time low concert. As well as Lovely the Band and um, Dayglo, who Out- were fantastic. It was and- bright blue sunny sky, no wind, and a crowd of people, and alcohol. So what could be warmer than that? It actually, man, I'm I'm kind of joking, but like it actually was not cold. Yeah, like outside in February in the wonderful city of Philadelphia. Um, no, um, I'm I'm gonna pass. I, I I'm gonna I, you know what? Hey, I had no regrets in my decision. I very much enjoyed. You the, disappointed. The, let me th- let me think. How many people you disappointed? You disappointed okay. me. Let me. You disappointed okay. Kevin. I'm, just... I'm writing this. I'm writing this down. Hold on one second, because I want to remember the list of people. Okay. J. So, me. My my girlfriend, who was really excited to meet you. Okay. You disappointed Got Kevin. That. You disappointed Kevin's girlfriend, who was really excited to meet okay. you. Okay. Kevin. You, you disappointed Dom. Girlfriend. Ah, I disappointed Dom. You disappointed Dom's de- Dom's girlfriend and her sister. I, I okay, mean, she so would not have Dom's known who you were. <laughs> girlfriend and uh, and her sister, and and um, most of all, most of all, the number one person you disappointed was, oh, your, I'm was yourself. A, I'm gonna start. You know what? <laughs> myself. Because I'm, you missed out on myself. a lot of myself. And missed I'm gonna out put an, on so much fun. And I'm gonna put an exclamation point after myself to really drive the point on yeah. how disappointed well, let me i am in let me myself. tell you let me tell you i stayed with kevin all weekend and we watched well actually i slept in he watched the everton beat arsenal and then i we watched the all the first half of the liverpool game and then half of the second half whenever the third goal went in we had to leave for the concert but it was awesome it was from like 12 to 5 and then afterwards my girlfriend and i went went like three blocks away to the live casino where Dayglo was doing a stripped down performance right after we walked over to that then I lost 40 bucks of blackjack. I was in a bad mood. And then we went back to Kevin's place. And later, my girlfriend and I went to my other friend in Philly's place. He was having a party, so we went there for a little bit. It was a very, very fun weekend overall. But you you really missed out, Matt. It was a no, good time. No, I, I, I definitely missed out. But uh, let's not feel too bad for Matt just yet. 
because if we're strictly going on the things that happened in the world of the English Premier League, my weekend, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, my weekend was good. My weekend, I had a great time. First, let's start, let, let's get it, um, you know what, before we get, I was thinking about maybe we save it, but screw it, we might as well talk about it, everyone else is talking about it. Manchester City got their hand caught in the cookie jar, and by cookie jar, I mean bear trap. Manchester City are currently being charged for over a hundred cases of breaking financial fair play. Shocked face. Oh, oh my... Well, no, JD, shock face a little bit that, oh my God, it's happening because no, this it's, happened It's a few almost weeks. like it hasn't, like, the fact that they're just now formally char formally charging them, I just, it's like, what the, they've been oblivious, they've been so obvious, so, like. So, so hear me out, because you and I have had this theory about other things. When video games continue to get postponed is because they want to make sure the game is perfect for launch. I have to believe that the... The, the people putting this case together against Manchester City wanted to make sure they had 100% confirmed, tapped in evidence, no way. Now, the key thing here is Man City cannot go against this. Manchester City cannot, like, try to fight this. This is going... Well, and that's, that's, that is the one piece. That is the one piece that is different than the UEFA yes. ban can't fight is, it is that they cannot appeal this because you that that rule feeling. is not with the fa that if, if there was a rule for appealing with uefa but not with the fa they're not allowing them to appeal the decision and and so money can, go, money money can't be you know transferred before the actual you know decisions now let's talk about some of the domino effects here really quickly and i mean we're gonna go from the tip of the iceberg to straight underneath the water so please bear with us because it's it's going to be interesting. So first of all, right at the top, they are going to probably get an obnoxious fine. I'm talking like, I'm talking like, even for City, probably a transfer window's worth of fines could be coming their way. That's See, I, I think, I think a bigger, if you, like a bigger punishment than a fine is just a transfer ban. No, so per personally, oh, I oh, we're not there. We're not even there yet, JD. We have the full iceberg to talk about. No, I know my Num both. I'm just. And it's exactly like JD said. They're probably going to get banned for windows. Not a window, windows. That's that's one. Now let's get a little bit further down the thing. Let's talk about the fact that they might strip their every title they've ever won. Because every title they've ever won is in the window from 2008 until 2008. Or the, the windows in which this is being brought up for. Manchester City spending a billion dollars and then not having a trophy to their name would be literally the stuff of dreams. They'd have to uh, give back their Champions League trophy. Uh yeah. Um that's <laughs> such a shame. Such a shame. Um by the way, I was watching some Sky Sports pundits who were very very you could tell they were either Arsenal fans or fans of a team that's not affected by this. Very, very much along the lines of, oh, well, I don't think the teams that finish second would want the trophies. What are you? What the fuck are you no, talking about? No, 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 no. Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer, give it to him. Josie, give it to him. Fuck it. J JD, fuck it. Give a goddamn fucking EPL Champions Trophy to Steven Gerrard. Well, it'd be fucking a medal, give it, but yeah, yeah. Whatever, don't give a fuck. Don't. You know what, Stephen Gerrard, wherever you are, just go to wherever the trophy is and just lift it once. Lift it once for yourself. Every like Paul Pogba is a Premier League champion. Zlatan Ibrahimovic is a Premier League champion. John like, Flanagan is a Premier League champion. <laughs> like no, don't. Now again, I cannot stress this enough. You give me my motherfucking trophy. I want to go to bed with twenty Premier League twenty Premier League titles and wake up with twenty three. Yeah, wasn't, I, it, wasn't it? It's three to United and three to Liverpool, right? Literally, yeah. literally, Liverpool and United are sitting here like no. Like, and those are the only ones that it affects, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was just three and three because because yep. Chelsea won twice in that time and Le and, Le and, and Leicester, Leicester and Leicester won. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's Let that is hysterical. <laughs> You give me my motherfucking trophies. I don't care how selfish that sounds. No. Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer is a Premier League winning manager. 
Brendan Rodgers, JD, is a Premier League winning Yo. manager. I would say, yeah, I would say, you know, you know, you know who has more Premier League oh. winners medals than Kevin De Bruyne, Sergio Aguero, oh. Oh Brendan Rodgers. That's who. oh my, like I, I, I don't care. I don't care if that sounds petty. I don't care if that it's sounds not, selfish. It's not petty. No, no, no. You give me my motherfucking trophies. No, 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 no. I will fucking bathe in the tears of Man City having to hand that shit over to us. No, no, no. Scott McTominay you... and Fred need to be oh up my on that God. podium. A oh midfield my God. McFred. <laughs> One you, do real, you do realize McFred is a Premier League winning CDM combo. <laughs> Stuff of legends they will sing 23 times all the way up to the highest part of the stretford end with not a cause for concern i love this give man city everything so that's again another level of the thing giving back your premier league titles and then kind of like i think it's kind of like honestly up to like manchester united and liverpool to physically go to the premier league and be like okay cool we're here to take our stuff now like yeah, we, we, you don't have to make a huge deal of it, but, you know, yeah. give us the medals for those oh players. My God. We'll, well, one of the things the Sky Sports guy said was, oh, well, it just wouldn't hit the same because you wouldn't be able to have a celebration and parade. Who ca- fuck who, that. Who cares? Fuck, fuck, no, fuck that. No, fuck. Absolutely. Manchester have a combined. United and have Liverpool. a combined. No, no, fuck it. You do one in Liverpool, we'll do one in Manchester, and I shit you fucking not. Any player that was involved in any of those things, get on a double de- double decker fucking bus and fucking just ride through the streets and we'll celebrate three titles. Who gives Dude, a shit? Lucas like, Leiva are... on Twitter <laughs> cracked me the fuck up. Am just I immediately? A am I am I a Premier League champion? <laughs> like years after he has left the club. Oh, like <laughs> no, no content. Like, I I love that. Like this. Like first of all. I don't care, again, I don't care if it's petty. I don't care if it's selfish. Give me my, give Manchester United and Liverpool their titles. Like, we earned those. Like, don't say we didn't earn them. Don't do the whole, oh, unfortunately, we're just going to have to, like, you don't have to leave them blank. There were teams that were fighting those seasons for points. Whoever's in second gets the trophy. And and you know what's funny? You know what's funny? Two of those, I can't really speak to the United ones. I just don't remember. But I very much remember that two of those titles for Liverpool, the more recent ones were on the were decided on the last day. Like that actually would have been decision day. Yeah. Oh, oh. And personally for me, uh Aguero oh, that's highlight. Fine. Oh, it's gone. Somebody said somebody somebody put up a whole a whole list and I, I can't remember what it was, but so a, a list of ramifications about this and they would say the aguero that video Go. taken off of youtube just gone yeah. it's it's gone no. it's no 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 erased. no no, no. G- G- gd leave it up there forever because it no longer becomes this thing that hurts me it becomes this thing i can laugh at like you know if i'm feeling bad about the red bull i just put the red wedding on and i watch dax mccarty head two goals can... in a yankee stadium <laughs> like it's something that makes me feel good i can watch the aguero goal and now, no, this can't hurt me anymore. They can, like, they can dub over the audio of Suarez crying at the Crystal Palace game to, to him just laughing. Yeah. And so, like, oh, and, oh, and nobody can ever again refer to Slippy G. Yeah, that, that's it. it it's Slip, erased. It's erased. Yeah, it's, it's Didn't literally, Didn't literally happen. can't make fun of Slippy G anymore. Nope. But you know Didn't what, happen. JD? But you know what, JD? You know what, JD? In the sake of you and I both getting three Premier League tr- titles each overnight, I can forget about Slippy G. I will personally, you know what? English Premier League, you, if you care about the English players so much and you care about good old Steven Gerrard, you know what? Give us our titles so that Steven Gerrard doesn't have to live in shame anymore. He's a Premier League winner. Come on. Yeah. This is good for this is good for everyone. This is great for everyone this would be this would we would look back on both ownerships of both clubs very differently because Fenway Fenway Sports Group would have four Premier League titles and a Champions League and an FA Cup and a League Cup I think well Uh, yeah we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Glazers in a little bit and then the Glazers would would would, you know 50 years from now people would be like oh they actually had a pretty good ownership run (laughs) I don't think I'm ready to say that yet (laughs) 
<laughs> let me look. Let me look at like Ollie Gunner, Josie, and certain like cast members hoisting the trophy before I sit here and go. Right, maybe the Glazers weren't bad. Next bit of you know stuff that is going to now happen. Not going to happen, but it's probably going to happen. Um, Pep's out. Pep's gone. Like honestly, yeah, if, I could. Well, if, if they're yeah, if they're convicted yeah. on all counts, yeah. Pep's yeah. out, and I'm telling you right now, if Pep's out, <clears throat> I'm expecting about eight or nine of his star players to all put in transfer requests. Yeah, and it depends depends on other things. If it, yeah. if if Pep Lee, so it, I think the biggest thing, which would be hilarious, it would just be it would shake up the entire world of the sport if they were if they were immediately relegated. And that's that's well, literally because I don't think that'll that, happen. That and that, that would be my, very drastic. Well, I, hey, Juventus got relegated. I know. For, no, no, no. For I know. less, for less, like and, for and less. And the only reason they're in this position was, or the reason they're in this position is exactly why they they haven't been relegated since. So, 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 and I'll tell you this right now. They were a lower to mid table club before the South Manchester Manchester City is not what the Premier League needs to survive. Let's 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 put this out no, into the not. grand scheme of the universe. The Premier League will survive without Man City. I don't know if like even if Syria even if Juventus aren't a top team in the league, they kind of need Juventus because they're the X factor. Like Bayern Munich will never have anything like this ever put on them because if Bayern Munich ever got auto relegated, no one would ever watch the Bundesliga casually. They just wouldn't until they're back into the top flight. Same thing with like PSG, maybe with the French league. I mean, you know, come on. It it's it's very very much like. You can relegate them and we will all live. Because I'll tell you right now, if you relegated them at the end of the season, auto-relegated, auto-finish in 20th place, we we would like laugh about it for a few weeks. And then by the time we're starting to hit the transfer window during the summer, no one would fucking remember Man City. Like, they yeah. would just, it they would, it would, would just be, be a gone. very quick downfall because, I mean, I'm sure like they, they have their academy, but which is now starting to kind of become, you know, successful. But at the same time, you lose everyone. And it. If they go down, there, <laughs> there's no way, got any of their starting players would play in the championship. No, no just, chance. No chance. I, I want Manchester United to go after KDB just so he can sit behind Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, just, uh, I want them to go after KB, KDB just so he could sit behind Bruno Fernandes. That's all I want. I, I, I want a statement. He probably I, wouldn't. But <laughs> I want I want Bruno to look at KDB coming in, shaking hands, and going, take a look. You see see the bench over there? So don't sit at the one that's got the number seven on it. We're keeping that as like a relic for a guy who used to be here. Um, the seat next to him. Like, when I'm tired in the 88th minute, that's when I'm going to need you to come in, champ, okay? Yeah. yeah that probably I, wouldn't happen. But no. it would be very interesting to see, like, 15 world-class players just immediately become available. Hit them. Like, oh my like any, god. Like, any any top team that is in Manchester City, you need a hole, like, you need to fill a hole. Literally, there's a guy. There is a guy, and he will be available. Like, so, that's, it, it's incredible. I, it's funny, Zhao <laughs> Cancelo is probably laughing so hard oh. right now. Oh, you want to talk about certain people who are probably, like, leading the, like, like, they're basically, like, they're the ones feeding information to yeah. the Premier League. <laughs> Yaya Torre, Joao Cancelo. Mikel who Arteta. Else, who, who else has a beef with Manchester City? Like, let's just go down the ever... Uh, Joe Hart. Joe Hart Joe is Hart. leading... Yeah, Joe, Joe Hart, Hart is feeding... Is the, is the whistleblower. <laughs> is the whistleblower. Absolutely. This, <laughs> this, this is what you get here at the EPL, boys. You get the real information. Um... Another thing that's going to happen that could happen absolutely is their ownership could dip. Like City Group. Well, that's the thing. That, see, see, that's the thing. If like, they that's and that's why I think if they go down the championships, it's not just they they lose all the players. They lose all the players. They get some monetary value back. Um, well, actually, I don't know if they have a transfer ban. They might not be able to, and the players well, themselves might have to just cancel their contracts. Well, which I guess I, the ownership group gets some money back for that. 
But yeah. but they oh, yeah, they'll they'll sell immediately. Are you kidding me? So so that would even be crazier. You'd have 15 world-class players just hit the free agent market. Like it wouldn't even be the transfer market. That's, it yeah, would be yeah, yeah. the I, free I'm just, agent. I'm just realizing that. This is like baseball. Like when when the free agent market hits, it's like massive deal, massive deal, massive deal. Um yeah, and then like I said, Citigroup might sell. Citigroup might just dip, get out of there. Now, my question is is if Citigroup this is a Citigroup issue. Citigroup are the ones who own Manchester United. They're the ones having their shit reviewed. Now we're starting to get down under the water, and this is where it starts to get nice and juicy. Who says FIFA doesn't turn around and ask all the leagues to review Citigroup's financial state? They own clubs in basically every continent of the world. Who says that maybe some of these clubs have their finances looked at and see if they are breaking the financial fair play of their league? I.e., you know, Melbourne City, i.e. NYCFC, teams like that, teams that dump a good chunk of money into things and it's like hey how did that happen well if the main money getter is currently on fire it'll trickle down to the rest of the little teams if citigroup is forced to sell and things like that i oof, i i wonder jd i don't think this is the first domino the first domino is being pushed and we kind of have to wait to see what else trickles and falls because like jd said like i said they can't fight this this is going to happen it's now just up to the lawyers and the attorneys to actually convict them of these crimes and if there are over a hundred cases and you can't get 50 you shouldn't be an attorney at law. You should not be in the field you are because if you can't hit 50%, you're like Shaquille O'Neal from the foul line and you're just kind of useless. I mean... <laughs> or Charles Barkley on the golf course. Ooh, that's that's a golf swing, I'll tell you that. Um, yeah, so, of course, when more information comes in, we will send it out to you. Now, to go to the opposite side of Manchester really, really quickly. Briefly, JD, about an hour or so, hour, two hours before we started recording tonight. We're recording on Tuesday. Uh, There was a scheduling issue. Again, on me. I'm an asshole. (laughs) Yeah, a a, a scheduling issue. (laughs) There was a devil's game. Okay, relax. Oh, a devil's game. (laughs) But apparently, a uh, a Quatarian financial group are... Quatar. Quatar, no, uh, the article I read was apparently the description is Quatarian. Quatari- Quatarian. Quatarian. Cutter. Cutter. Apparently a financial group is going to be coming in with a massive bid that apparently will push any other people bidding for Manchester United out of the pool. And Where have I we only- seen this before? I could only imagine the Glazers are just sitting there in their liquid gold bathtubs just masturbating. Because they are going to fucking not have spent a dime on this club, bought the club on debt, are going to sell the club on debt, are not going to pay any of their fines back, and are just going to walk away with like $6 billion. Just so that they can go and fucking make the fucking uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers the worst team in the NFL. Whatever, fuck it, don't care. Give Eric Ten Hag an open fucking checkbook and let's go fucking party. Let's go dancing in the fucking streets. Oh, and just don't do what City did. I think that's like kind of self-explanatory. Like, hey, don't do that. Yeah, well, uh, that... (laughs) Don't do what City did. (laughs) See see in 10 years. See in 10 years. When we're having this conversation in 10 years of how did Man United get away with this? And I'm like, I... Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, also, with everything going on with City, uh, Todd Bowley. Well, yeah, I'm that's hoping, another thing. I'm hoping those books look really good, because in about eight years, we're all going to find out. But you know what's going to be the saddest part, J.D.? They're going to spend City money and do City things, and they're just actually not going to win titles. So it's like we're not going to have to give anything back. Well, they, um, they in fact, have won a Champions League, though. Like but, that wasn't in the, but that wasn't in the Bowley era. I know, so this, I know, yeah. I know, I know. Uh, so... 
we will see uh, with ever with everything going on with what happens with the Manchester City thing, what happens with the Manchester United sell. Um, again, it's uh, this is a weird episode for us because this episode is all over the place. So, JD, we just talked about a couple teams in their financial states. We talked about Chelsea spending more money than God. I think they finished the window just under $700 million in players bought. So, JD, they kicked off the weekend this week. Chelsea, zero. Fulham, zero. (laughs) This game was terrible. Dude, Fulham were like the better team. Like, for chunks of this game. Yeah. Dude, Chelsea. What? This is like, yeah, I'll give credit where credit's due. Your new signings are looking okay, I guess. Like, Mudrick looked like shit. But, like, Enzo looked fine, I think. Like, yeah, I think Tim Ream clearing a ball off the line in this game did keep this game 0-0. But Chelsea spent more money in the last seven windows, JD, than I think Fulham are worth. I don't think Fulham are worth $700 million. And Chelsea spent that in seven months. Final score zero zero, JD. This is this is it's, his- it's funny. No, no, no. It's funny, and that, and that's what you get. That's look at look at Nottingham Forest. This is what happens when you bring in a shit ton of players. Uh, uh, we actually might have to retract our statement. If the season started in twenty twenty three and twenty twenty three alone, Nottingham Forest would be in first place right now. No, I. You get my point though. It doesn't usually work, at least at first, when you bring in a shit ton of new players and just play all. I, I don't know. This this game did suck, and I really don't want to talk too much about it because it was awful. And I don't know. I, Enzo Fernandez, yeah, uh, cool. Uh, he's a DM. So this is why you don't spend 120 mil on a DM because I, he's not going to show that much. <laughs> I.e., if you're thinking about going for Declan Rice in the upcoming window, like, congratulations, your central defensive midfielder is going to look really good when you can't do anything else. Like, yeah. We're going to move on. Oh, uh, apparently there's links in reports that if Graham Potter does get sacked, which I'm glad this conversation is already happening. Like, it's actually... Of course it is. This is... This... That... This would be... If you want to talk about the cherry on top of what it would be like to hate Chelsea and watch their season go, not making any European competitions, number one. Number two, them firing Graham Potter before the end of the season. A season where they spent... 700 million euros on players that that would be the icing on the cake like that would be it like we would talk about the time where because apparently chelsea are linked with luis enrique the spain coach who just completely crashed out of the world cup and got fired the day it ended um yeah jd i i wouldn't be able to contain my excitement if that is actually what happened. Like, if they went through three managers, $700 million worth of players, and still didn't make Champions League. Yeah. That, that, you want to talk about feeling yourself up? That happens. Don't DM me. I'm busy. Let's yeah. get into, let's get into Saturday. JD Burnley won Arsenal nothing. A Sean Dyche masterclass. Everton. Uh, wait, Everton. Wait, I wait. I, but, I know what you're saying. I, I, I know. J- the, I get the joke. But but JD, a, a Dwight McNeil assist off of a James Tarkovsky header, while Sean Dyche was the coach, beat the number one team in the land. JD, guess who are, even predicted a James Tarkovsky header? Are we sure that's not Burnley? Are we? Are we sure? Are we? Can can we get confirmation from somewhere in the are universe? Are we sure that, I'm not psychic? That's the question. Uh, I, I literally would, uh, said uh, in the last uh, episode, I, I wouldn't can. be surprised if if uh, Sean Dyche had a got a Tarkowski header and they won one nil. I'd like to. I don't know if it's like a bad joke, but JD, if you're psychic, we need to talk about those bets you're making, champ, because the bets aren't looking good. Um. Let me, I can't, 
I, I can't. This is exactly what JD said. JD literally made a 20 second quick like quote about how what oh this is what's gonna happen. It's gonna be one nothing James Tarkovsky and it, it just fucking happened. Arsenal looked like absolute fucking dog shit. And again, Arsenal, everyone's do a bad game. Everyone's do a bad game. The you know, you weren't invincible going into this game and you're definitely not invincible coming out of it. Um JD Sean Deitch had Everton players running the pacer test in training this week. And I shit you fucking not, they outran Arsenal this week. What is this, like a high school gym class? Like- Dude, watching the highlights of them having to run back and forth to the beat, first of all, brought back terrible flashbacks of me being a fat kid in high school. But then number two, turning into, wait a second, what was Frank Lampart doing? Because if Sean Deitch is starting with, you know what, fuck it, guys, we're just going to run. What what was Frank Lampard doing? Like I, I, like, I honestly imagine Sean Dyche was like the typical like gory story of a of a high school basketball coach, you know, where they're doing the beep, the beep test, they're running suicides, they're playing without the ball, you know, like the imaginary like passing it around, yeah. like it's but it's not there. Yeah. Um <laughs> Arsenal, yeah, it sucks. You lost. You lost to an Everton team who is in the relegation battle. Um, it, it it sucks. I I bet you you didn't feel great coming out of this game, not knowing what the rest of the weekend's results are going to look like. But you were still five points clear going. You know, going at like leaving this game. You still have a game in hand. It was just a bad day. It was a bad day, and I feel like Mikel Arteta is the type of guy who's going to take this result. He's going to immediately make these guys hit the training facility, and they're going to iron these issues out. Like, I don't consider this to be like, oh, this is the downfall of Arsenal. I don't know about you, JD. I personally don't see that. I think Arsenal are going to be just fine. When we're making picks, you know, later in the week, I I guarantee I'll be picking Arsenal. Guarantee. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I didn't watch this. I, I was asleep. But uh, the person I was staying with was definitely watching it, and I could hear him. And it was uh, it was hilarious to hear, so, like, an actual Arsenal fan's reaction to this game. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, everything you said, every, every good player is due a bad day. And I think just everyone on Arsenal had their bad day. On on the same day, and yeah, I mean they'll they'll bounce back. It'll be fine. They have, the the game in hand is huge. Still, yeah. you couldn't have picked a better weekend to lose yeah. than this one because yeah. of City also losing. So, and let's just also be clear, at least on the Everton side, Everton are not going down if they play like this. Because I'll tell you this right now, Dominic Calvert Lewin missed a few open headers. Decore missed a wide open. I mean, I'm talking no one within six yards header where he didn't even put the ball on like target. Sean Dyche is going to keep Everton up, boys and girls. It's going to happen. And I, I, the only thing I'll say is the last time Dyche was in the Premier League, he did get relegated. Well, yeah. But, I mean, he kept Burnley up for how many years with the classic 4-4-2? Like, it's football heritage, JD. Football heritage. 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 Can't pronounce the H. <laughs> Let's move on to some of the 10 a.m. games. Aston Villa 2, Leicester City 4. This game was fun to watch. I, don't, I, mean, I, wish, I, I wish I watched this instead of Liverpool. And, and goals everywhere. I mean, Aston Villa taking the early lead, but after, you know, after the quick retaliation with the James Madison goal, it was basically all Leicester. Like even the own goal kind of was just unfortunate. Leicester played absolutely phenomenal. This is the first time I've seen Brendan Rodgers' team look a complete side and then also to flip that, dude Unai Emery's team looked so unprepared for this game. I mean, they got the early goal and it looked like they were cruising, but then didn't do shit and never did anything after that. Uh, JD, again, certain players from Leicester really stepped out of their skin. Iheanacho had a very, very good game, but I don't don't know. Does this game give you any long-term Leicester are going to be good, Aston Villa maybe not as good as we think? Yeah, I, I think it's a little bit of both and then the opposite of both at the same time. I think Villa can build off of this season, which has been up and down. Leicester have had a pretty terrible season so far, and they but but little moments they've shined, like this game. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think these are the kind of results that keeps Brendan Rodgers in a job in the Premier League. 
and uh, he can <laughs> he can pounce off his uh, Premier League winners medal with a few more of these wins. <laughs> oh my God! I, I want to see a live reaction of when Brendan Rodgers is handed a Premier League medal, a winners medal. Like, <sighs> that would, yeah. Guy's gonna cry. Tears in his eyes. Guy's gonna cry. Um, yeah, I, I, I think. Again, I want to see long term Leicester. Uh, you have a couple interesting games. You have Man United. I know coming up in a, in a week or so. So that that'll be a very very interesting test. So we'll have to see what happens. Let's move on to the next game. Brentford three, Southampton nothing. JD, this game is exactly as the scoreline says. Brentford owned every part of this game. And now a huge, huge part of the Everton fan base is starting to have, like, Nathan Jones out everywhere. Nathan Jones fired. This man just got into the job. And honestly, Southampton, I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to, like, tell you all to, like, quiet down. Y'all had Ralph Hasenhurdle, who might have been the most pathetic excuse for a coach in the top division of English soccer damn near nose like torpedo your team like two or three times over the last few years nathan jones picked up a dumpster fire and is probably doing the best he can like i think southampton didn't play that poorly personally i i don't think they played great i i think they looked very flat very they they were second to everything and yeah brentford just took advantage of the chances they got but like this is a prime example unless james ward prowse is banging in a free kick are Southampton really scoring goals? Yeah. No, and and if they go down, I don't think James Ward-Prowse sticks around and they I think become a championship team for the next 10 years. So, it's crazy we, to think that uh I I don't even need to bleep his name out anymore. I, it's crazy to think that Che Adams might become a championship player again for the rest of his career. Was Che Adams on any of those Liverpool teams that want that would have won a trophy? Che Adams. Che Adams never played for Liverpool. Wait. Do you do do you do you remember why I hate him? No, I don't. Because so a couple years ago, whenever he transferred to Southampton, his first quote was, "I think we can beat Liverpool to the Premier League title." Oh, that. And I, it was just it was just out of nowhere. That it, age, it was just completely out of nowhere, and everyone was just like, "What the fuck are you talking about? You're, ooh, you just is, signed for Southampton." Like what? That, that, that aged well. I think that aged really, really well. Ooh, Che Adams definitely doesn't want Liverpool to be get three more titles because that would just, I just be even worse. It, it, it was just everyone took it as like, what the fuck are you talking? Wait, what? Uh, like, yeah, I'll. Uh, like it, it just it, 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 nobody nobody set him up for that. He just said it. He's like, I'm joining the Southampton team, and I I I think we can beat you know Liverpool to the title what prompted like nothing yeah. prompted it he just immediately was just like what the fuck like yeah that's a weird one that's why i don't like him and now you know brighton won bournemouth nothing uh a little bit of late heroics from probably one of the most informed players in the premier league right now Dribble uh, merchant M- yeah uh, M- matoma <laughs> is if he had a fifa card his dribbling would be 99 that's it like the man has a master's degree in doing wonderful things with the ball, but no, I think it was only undergrad. Yeah, yeah, but uh, my apologies <laughs> for Brighton. I think this game, like, you're going to take three points. Of course, you're going to take three points. You're continuing to challenge for a European spot, and it's just this game kind of is like for Brighton. It was like, dude, you you could you should have done better. And if it wasn't for one little bit of brilliance from your best player. Ugh, I I think this is more of a warning for Brighton. Like, hey, get your level up because you you guys are in the fight for that, like, a top seven finish. Like, and you shouldn't be coming down to 87th minute winners for Bournemouth. Like, you shouldn't. I think now the expectation, at least for me, JD, is that Brighton should be doing better in games like this. Yeah, um, they should be. But no matter which way you look at it, they're getting the job done. So I, I honestly, yes, you're right. They left, they left it late. They didn't look great, but they're getting results, and that's what good teams do, and that's what's probably going to put them into a European spot this season. Next game, Manchester United two, Crystal Palace one. This game had some interesting storylines in it. 
Uh, Bruno Fernandes getting the penalty uh, earlier. Probably the most blatant handball of all time. I've never seen a guy, i.e. I. no joke, stick his arm like the shoulder blade was at his ear. Like, and the ball hit his arm. And I'm sitting here like, I understand there's, ever since Jurgen Klopp did the Man United get too many penalties, Man United just don't get penalties anymore. But I was even sitting here going, oh, we better get this. And it was like, I think VAR took like a minute, which is like, you shouldn't have even taken that. Like, it was really funny. Man United getting the penalty. And then Marcus Rashford, who might be one of the most informed players in top five Europe, getting on the goal sheet again. United, honestly, were in cruise control, but a late challenge on Antony. Um, I, nothing that I think even deserved a yellow card. I think it was just like it was a bad clash coming out of bounds. Casemiro putting his hands around a player's, like, I wouldn't say his neck. It's more shoulder blades-ish neck. But yeah, I agree. I agree it's a red card, straight red card. I 100% VAR got it right. I just wish VAR also then turned around and gave Jordan Ayew a red card because in literally the same photo, Jordan Ayew is choking out Fred, like with his hands around his neck. And Casemiro got... I didn't see it. I just, yeah. I heard that Casemiro yeah. choked Will Hughes yeah. out, which was I'll it's just I'll, hilarious to hear. I'll send, I'll send you a photo and I'll let, J, like after this, and I'll let JD decide for himself if like, I think Casemiro's red card is 100% justified. The second I saw it, I was like, fuck this is a red card, and then I immediately bolted to the rest of the Man United schedule. But we'll get into that in a second. Uh, Crystal Palace got one late. Uh, they got one from Schlupp off of a beautiful deflected goal. I'll, I'll, I'll I.e. credit. That was an outside-the-foot little tap. Beautiful, beautiful goal. David De Gea made a few big saves, and Man United would survive getting themselves, for the moment, up into the third-place spot over Newcastle. So, Man United are now in third. Now, the key things here for th coming out of this game, at least if you're a Man United fan, is Casemiro got a three-match band for reckless conduct, and we all knew it was coming. The games yeah, it was going to happen eventually. Yeah, yeah. The games he will be missing are Leeds at home, Leads away, which is really funny that literally we play Leeds twice in a four-day period. Whatever. Leicester City. I think Leicester City's all on the road. Not to say that the expectation is there, J.D. Those are three games Man United should fucking beat, win, without Casemiro. Like, you don't need Casemiro to win those games. I really I don't, don't I th think so. I think we're being robbed of a Tyler Adams versus Casemiro midfield battle. And when I say that, I don't mean, I don't mean on, like, playing soccer. I, I mean, they, they were going to throw fists. Yeah. And we are being robbed of that. Um. So, funny enough, Man United, that means Casemiro will be available. So, this was an English-only band. He'll be completely available for the two legs against Barcelona, which, funny enough, I'm almost sitting here looking at it as, like, a good thing. Like, okay, Casemiro's going to get some rest for once because this is a guy who plays 90 minutes three times a week. He'll be available for both Barcelona games, and he will have his suspension served before the EFL Cup final against Newcastle, so he will be available for the final, which is the most important thing. I also found this out, JD. Did not know this. If Man United appealed the band and lost... The, the suspension would have become four games. Then the fourth game would have been the EFL Cup final. So literally, Man United on the worrying that, fuck, if we appeal this and it doesn't work, we lose our best midfielder for a final. So literally, they're just sat but there. Also, what are they appealing? Like... Well, I think really, it really comes down to like, honestly, Eric Ten Hag probably walked into the locker room and just smacked the shit out of Casemiro. Like we were up to nothing. What Backhanded the fuck are, him. like, what the fuck, what the fuck are you doing? But Man United are up into third. JD, I don't know if you, I know I just said a mouthful about this game. Is there anything from this game you'd want to say or take away? Not really. Right now, United should be beating Palace. Um, and and they they rightfully did. I think they controlled the game for the most part. Palace looked a little dangerous at times, but uh, other than you know the the Jeffrey Schlupp goal, they weren't really threatening. And and I think United probably could have put a few more in. So I, cool. <laughs> yep. So Man United at this moment, Newcastle would be playing on Sunday. So at the moment, Manchester United are only three points back of City in third place. 
Next game, Wolves 3, Liverpool nothing. JD, I I'm going to just have you say whatever you want. I have no words about this game. Yeah, I don't have too many, honestly. Um, I mean, the Joel Matzip own goal. Uh, own goals are unfortunate. Um, it's unfortunate to happen now when Liverpool are, Liverpool are already playing like shit. Um, Craig Dawson, his goal off a set piece. Liverpool do not defend set pieces very well. So, see that. Ruben Neves in the 71st minute. Um, the game was already lost by that point. I I, I really... I, I expected a loss. And I, I want to say I'm surprised it was 3-0. But at the same time, no, I'm not. No, I'm fucking not. I, I just... It, the midfield is so... It, it's not even like they're too old. They're not too old. They just aren't good anymore. And I don't I don't know what Liverpool need. I mean, I know what they need to do, but I don't know if they can in the short term, right now, because they. I don't think I don't know if they could have solved it in January. They, you know, if they have to wait till till the summer to bring in a player like Jude Bellingham, which I'm hoping or who I'm hoping still would like to go to Liverpool. Who knows? That also doesn't really solve the whole problem. The biggest problem for me right now, and this is the cop-out answer, is injuries, which is a problem. You don't have Virgil van Dijk. You don't have Diogo Jota. You don't have Luis Diaz. I, it's a, it's, those players are a big, are a big miss. I, and it can't be overstated how much of a miss they are. At the same time, they don't necessarily change all of these results. I think it's a bigger problem. So, I... I don't have high expect. I don't. I, just, I. I don't expect anything out of this Liverpool team for the rest of the season. So, so one follow up I have because I don't have a follow up on the game. It was a bad game for Liverpool, and I think you don't need me, someone who doesn't no. like Liverpool, to say that. You know, no, I'll fucking say it. Um, Jamie Carragher came out with a quote after the game, stating. He would, if he was in charge of Liverpool, he would change everything before changing Jurgen Klopp. Do you agree with that statement? Yeah, I don't think I don't think Klopp's the problem. It's the players. No, I'm just so like I said. Was it more of like, do you agree with him or do you not agree with him? I think that's really all I was looking for. Like, yeah, no, no, no. I don't. I don't think you. I don't think you fire Klopp. That that doesn't solve the problem. That all that does is just create an even more disorganized mess. Because the one thing you have with Klopp is he know, he knows the club so well. He is ingrained in the club that he will at least, if, if if the owners just fucking back him, which they just haven't. If they just fucking back him, he will at in some way get them out of the rut they're in. He's not the problem. It's the players. Players like Alex Oxley Chamberlain, like Nabi Keita. Honestly, at this point, like Fabinho, he's he's playing like shit. I. It's just, it's just not working. Joe Gomez, why the fuck is he still there? I, I he should have left Liverpool two years ago. It, it, it is incredible that I mean he's getting game time out of necessity because of Van Dijk and Konate being injured. Matip, I mean he's the one that got the own goal. I still think he's a good defender, but I don't think he should be starting over Konate and, and Van Dijk. So I understand why he's playing, but it's ah, uh, it, it's it's just. I don't know. I don't know why people think like Klopp's the problem. He's not. Look at the fucking team. Like, yeah, it's. Imagine Chelsea without spending seven hundred million euros. That's how I look at Liverpool because they're both in a massive breaking point of their season where they're both middle of the table because they have key injuries in key areas and like. That's where it makes Chelsea, like, I even, like, I'll turn it around. I'll even make more fun at Chelsea. Like, Liverpool somehow, someway are still there. I don't know if Chelsea would still be there if they didn't spend 700 million euros. Like... I think they're he, in the same position. Yeah, <laughs> I think Jurgen Klopp is doing what he can, and it's just... When you have, again... When you have your best offender, one of your best midfielders, and one of the best center backs in the world all injured at the same time, it's like, the fuck do you want me to do? Final game of Saturday. I'd also like to now formally apologize. I thought Newcastle played on Sunday. My brain hurts. They actually played the noon kickoff for here 
on Saturday. Newcastle won, West Ham won. Um, beginning of this game, West Ham or Newcastle had a goal called out for offsides in like the first 30 seconds, and then literally followed it up by scoring a goal in the third minute. And that's where Newcastle stopped. Like, I kid you not, like, Newcastle had, a, like, a nice big wave. West Ham getting the equalizer from Lucas Paqueta. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you this, J.D., West Ham might feel hard done because West Ham played some very, very good football this day. They, they stuck and they kept with this Newcastle side. Newcastle really didn't look like the fourth best team in the United Kingdom. And this game would end up level. This is a massive decision for both clubs. Newcastle finally slip a little bit, giving a little bit of room and now giving a little bit of doubt on can they hang on the long term this season. And then for West Ham, this point is massive because every point right now is a step in the correct direction of trying to get out of that, you know, drop zone. Yeah, um, this is huge for West Ham for sure. I think this game just sucked. It had an early goal by Newcastle, Cal Wilson, and yeah, you're right. They they just they just played to draw. West Ham get the equalizer, and then the second half is just nothing. I don't think West Ham had that many op- well, they didn't have that many opportunities. I don't think they threatened that much. I don't think Newcastle threatened that much. This game just fucking sucked. I'm glad I didn't watch it. I it's I, I think Newcastle will be fine long term. They'll make Europe, whether that's Champions League, Europe League, or Europa Conference League, they'll be there. West Ham, I think this this is a huge point because th- these are points that you probably wouldn't wouldn't have expected to get, and in their position in sixteenth, what one point yeah one point above the relegation zone, you take anything you can get, and if you can get them when you when you least expect them, that's even better. So I I think this is huge for West Ham and Newcastle. It's kind of a disappointing result, but at the same time, they're just they're not losing. They're not losing. They have conceded 12 goals this season. That is incredible. Their goal difference is 22. 34 goals scored, 12 conceded at this point in the season, well over halfway. Insane. If they if they only concede 24 goals all season, that's incredible. So I, I don't know. I, I don't think this is the worst thing ever for Newcastle. It's not great, but it's... Not the end of the world. They're undefeated in the last five matches. Granted, that's four draws and one win, but still. Now they just need to convert these draws into wins. All right, let's... Yeah, it's 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 nuts. It's nuts to think that, you know, for at least in my opinion, like... West Ham, I think... JD, it's so hard for me to think about, like, if West Ham can get out of this. Because this was a good result, but, like, for me... Can West Ham do it the long term for the rest of the season? Do they have what it's in them? So we will have to see. We will have to see. But let's move on to Sunday. Nottingham Forest, one leads nothing. Um, The only goal in this game coming from uh, uh, Baron Johnson. It was a really nice goal. It was a a really nice, well-taken first-time hit. And that was really it for Forest. Leeds had a massive chunk of the ball in this game. They had a lot of great scoring opportunities and could not come up with any. Weston McKenna gets on the field for a little bit of time. He, the brand new signing gets his debut, but JD, I mean, we all know Forrest got the win. And let me just be the first to say, if the premier league season did start, you know, if the premier league season did start in 2023, they Nottingham Forest would be the best team in the league, which is really funny to say. But JD, of course, we're talking about Leeds losing, and there's only one thing that we're going to talk about here. That's Jesse Marsh getting fired uh, a day or so after this happening. Um, I'll be honest, JD and I talked about it for a few seconds before the podcast started, kind of just to vent some stuff out. What a terrible decision from Leeds. What a ter- you just yeah. You just got done backing this guy financially, bringing in the players he wants, and you gave him one game after the after the window closes and then you sacked him like yeah yeah it, it makes no sense i i'm not saying jesse marsh is the future of leeds now the ownership group has certainly made it seem like that with who he's you know brought in 
But I, I'm not saying Jesse Marsh has done a phenomenal job at, at Leeds. He really hasn't. He's, you know, stirred or steered the, the ship for a time. But I, why would they sack him, the you know, a game after a transfer window? That It just makes no sense. After he brought some, one of his guys in, it, it just, it makes no sense. I don't, I just don't understand it. I don't know who Leeds are going to, you know, for obviously for the midweek game. They're gonna have an interim manager, but I, yeah, apparently, I don't know. Uh, uh, apparently Steven on that list. Uh, well, no, yeah. no, no, no. Apparently, on the list of people who will be covering for him in the upcoming week, Chris Armis, one of his <laughs> assistants, who and I shit you not, last year was putting down cones for Ralph Ragnick at Manchester United's camp, will now be running leads for the upcoming weeks. Uh, JD leads next two opponents over the next four days is Man United twice. Yep. Licking my lips in the dirtiest ways possible. Like in the dirtiest ways possible. I'm so excited. Yeah. Wrong move, Leeds. Wrong move. I would have given Jesse the rest of the season. Uh, honestly, and I'm not trying to sit here and act like, oh, going down, it's not the end of the world. If you're Leeds. And you gave Jesse Marsh the season, and they went down. Let him keep the players he has. Let him fight to get back up. You'll be back up next year. And then at, by that point, Jesse Marsh has a full system. Years under his belt with one club. Your selfishness to not give this guy time will come back to bite you in the ass. Because now, as I look at the table and I look at everything, leads are on my guaranteed going down list now. They're guaranteed they're going down because now you've brought in someone 20 times worse to finish the job for the rest of the season. No way. No way, no how do I think Leeds have any chance of safety at this point. Which, because again... It's going to be tough. It's going to be very tough. Yeah, because like I said, I'm taking Everton out of the bottom three. And if West Ham can do every week like they did against West Ham... Or like what I, they did against I, I, I think it'll be it'll be between Leeds, Everton, and West Ham. So, I, I think that's what it's going to come down to. Or Nottingham Forest if they have a poor run of form, but who knows? I, like I said, Nottingham Forest is the best club in the league right now. Like that, okay, that's well, that's that's the team I don't want to play at this moment in time. But the last game of the weekend was an absolute just wow. Tottenham won, Manchester City nothing. Harry Kane breaking the all time. Scoring record for Spurs with his goal in the fifteenth minute, and JD, that was it. Yeah, I gotta stop. I I gotta stop live betting games like this because no, 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 this is bullshit. Man City, any other time would have won this game four one, but no, I think it's because I actually put money on City to win after they went down. Dumb. Yeah, I, I. This City looked terrible. Kevin De Bruyne not starting. I don't know if there was a, like a real listed reason why. I like I heard something about like a maybe a shin injury, but it's what shin pads are for. It, it Pep's lost his marbles. Let's let's just let me go with that really quickly, and then of course all the news happened after this. But Pep playing a back three is insulting to your opponent in the Premier League. Like if you're playing a back five, you respect your opponent highly. If you're playing a back three. You think you're going to own 95% of the ball, which you didn't. Spurs did a really good job counterattacking in this game. And I'll tell you right now, guys like Kulisevsky make guys like Harry Kane and Youngming Sun a whole lot fucking better. Kulisevsky is a very smart footballer, and I you could see it in a game like this. But, you know, Erling Holland, no touches in the box, no shots. Wow. Um... JD, fun fact, uh, Erling Holland has no goals against big six clubs this year. Do we want to yeah. talk Do we want to talk about how maybe Erling Holland is just a regenerated Romelu Lukaku? That that narrative will be brought up come the end of the season if it if it continues. I I don't think it's anything against Holland. I think it's just some of the bigger clubs play differently when they play City. I think Pep's just overthinking it. I think well, I, I yeah. think I think they put all their eggs in the Holland basket and it just didn't work. And it's 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 not working right now because this was the opportunity for City. Everyone walked into this game thinking this is it. City's gonna close the gap on Arsenal and then that's gonna be it. Instead, City drop points are still five points behind Arsenal, even and Arsenal have a game in hand. 
and, and Manchester City kind of have to start looking over their shoulder because a red-hot Manchester United team is about to play like four teams at the bottom half of the table coming up. We also have Arsenal and Manchester City coming up in like a week. If you're yeah. Manchester City, especially now with everything financially going on, you have that distraction. You don't know what Pep's future is. You don't know what the players on the field's future is. JD, we had the conversation on the last episode. It was a question of who could you see dropping out of the top four, top six. If there's enough distraction and this financial fair play thing goes in, I mean, without even without the league dropping Manchester City, if the morale is terrible, no one's listening to Pep, and they look like this, dude, like, Hugo Lloris was not challenged in this game. Hugo Lloris, who was in a terrible form, of run of form, was not challenged in this game today. Yeah. So, I'm telling you right now, if you're Manchester City, I don't know. Like, I, I, I anticipate you bouncing back because that's what you're going to do, but this now looming dark cloud of this financial fair play, suspensions, fines, everything else in between is this huge black cloud of not knowing. Like this huge, dark, thunderous cloud of not knowing is now over your club while everyone else around you is doing really fucking good. This may be... In the upcoming weeks, we could see Arsenal batter City... Man United, go on that run of form like I just said. Man United could be in second place in two weeks. It really could be that simple, that easy, that quick. Hell, if Man United win against Leeds on the week and then win on the weekend and City drop any points, Manchester United are in second place come the weekend. And then all I need now is Arsenal to break some financial fair play and then they can just give me that trophy too. So, Yeah. No, it, it's going to be interesting to see City, how they, how they react to, obviously, the charges against them, but also just results like this. I, I it's, it's, uh, it's unexpected on the field, and I, I don't know. You, you're, you're right. I, I think City's still obviously going to make top four. There's no question there, but will it matter is one thing. And then I, I just, I, I don't know. The, the City team is, is weird. It's weird. Yeah. That's all I can say. Yeah. So again, we will have to see. We will have to see. Um, the episode, uh, I know, JD, you're going to try to get it out tonight, Tuesday, uh, as we record. If anything, just release it tomorrow. I don't yeah, care. No, yeah. no, no. I'll get it out tonight. Okay. So Tuesday, if you're listening to us now, if you're a late, if you're a, a night owl and you're listening to the EPL Boys After Dark, um, yeah, tomorrow, or if you're listening to us today, Wednesday, when the episode does release. Um, if you guys, uh, there is only one game this week in between now and the end or the end of this week, uh, the, for the weekend fixtures, it's Manchester United is going up against Leeds, um, Manchester United, if I'm not mistaken, I'm going through my notes really quickly. I th believe Manchester United is home, which they are man United home, no Casemiro, but Jesse Marsh is freshly fired. I don't anticipate a new manager bounce from... Mr. Chris Armas, I'll be honest with you. Um, I am going to go with Manchester United, JD. I, I think Man United at home, they've had a great run of form at home. And I, I, I believe I, I believe they're going to continue it. I, I believe that they are going to continue it. So, JD, what are you thinking going into this game? Yeah, I, I think Manchester United should beat the living shit out of Leeds United. Um, I, I don't. I don't see how Leeds can do anything here. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be pretty. I need... And again, don't don't have it me be selfish here. I would love one of those 5 nothing score lines. The reason being is because that's the only thing that scares me about Man United being at the top of the table is our goal differential is getting better but we're still in single-digit goal differential. I could use a nice 5 nothing, a 6-1 scoreline, something that gives me, like, plus 5 goals. Like, if Man United can go plus 8 goals over two games against Leeds back-to-back, -back, that would be phenomenal because now United are back in that goal differential race that we desperately, desperately need to get ourselves back into. So really quickly, last week, JD got five correct picks. I got four. The fans got three. We have a new 
person at the top of the table, and it is me. I am at 100 points on the dot. The fans are at 99, and JD is not far behind. JD has won three straight weeks in a row on the picks, by the way. I just want to just throw this into the universe. Like, Damn right. Like, JD JD is that team just outside Champions League that, like, low-key just won't stop winning, and it's like, we all have to kind of, like, what are you doing back there? JD has 93 points, only six points back of second place. So, unfortunately, with the midweek game, nothing will change no matter what the result. We all made the same pick as the fans also are going with Man United. That is going to be the end of the episode, though, guys. We want to thank you so very much for all the love and support you guys provide with us every single day. It goes without saying that without you, we would not be here. Once again, if you are not already, please give us a follow at the EPL Boys uh, for all the up-to-date content coming here from the EPL Boys camp. As well, if you are not already, please hit the subscribe button and leave us a five-star review on any of the streaming services that you are listening to us on. It goes a very long way to the growth of our show. Before JD, my name is Matt. Guys, I want you to be safe. I want you to be well, and we will see you guys next time. Peace out. The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town.